0: Welcome to the Self Storage Podcast, where you find out all you need to know about the ins and outs of storage. I'm with Anthony McHenry, and we are talking about self-storage, and today it's all about handy tips. Now, when you want to put stuff into
1: a self-storage, is it as simple as packing boxes and packing them into the unit? Yes, it is as simple as just packing boxes into the unit, but I would advise people to follow the following sort of guidelines. First of all, if you want to pack things that you need less access to, put them at the back of the unit, then I would say put your larger items in the middle of the unit and things that you need to gain access to on a frequent basis because some people use self-storage for keeping all their winter, summer bedding, clothing, et cetera, because the modern home is so small. So they come and they rotate clothing and bedding, et cetera, on quite a regular basis so what they do is they actually bring those ones to the forefront so they have easy access to it. So the actual way that people are packing their units has changed over time and definitely there is a, a method to everybody's madness. But think about packing it before you pack it and say, what do I need to get to? When do I need to get to it? And where would be the best place to situate it so I can best utilize my self-storage without too much effort.
0: Now, what about things like appliances, fridges, freezers? I mean, you're obviously not going to have those plugged in in the
1: unit. Absolutely not. Self-storage units don't traditionally have power points in them. So I would like to ask people, please take some jig, clean out these fridges, make sure that they're well-drained and well-aired before they go into self-storage. We have had some fridges and freezers, when they were taken out and opened, They were absolutely rotten inside and people have had to take expensive appliances and throw them away. The same with a washing machine. Drain the water out from the filters, etc. And make sure that you've rinsed the machine two or three times with a washing machine cleaning agent. If you don't, the chances are if you store it for more than three or four months, you will lose the appliance or spend an absolute fortune getting it to work again. So keep it clean, keep it safe, make sure all the doors are open, don't let anything close and stay closed for a long period of time. It will rot. Okay, now how often should I be checking in on my storage unit? Storage units should be regularly inspected by the people who use them. When I say regularly, I would say a minimum of once a month. Go and just have a look at your unit, make sure that the door is in, still in good order, your locks are in place. Also, just keep an eye on it. We do however have technology that you could purchase a sensor to put on the door. So if you are not going to be within reach of your unit, you could actually apply this to the door and it lasts for about 3 years. And this device will then notify you of any movement on that door for the next 3 years. So if you do not have access to the facility on a regular basis, Please ask us about our Store Pro Sentinel product that you can then purchase and put onto the door. Some of the complexes are actually looking at making it standard so that you could just download the app and take control of your door for a small fee every month.
0: Now, if I nominate somebody else to come and have a check on my unit, if I'm not able to do so, would you have to give that name to the people on the security to make sure that nobody else that's not on the list
1: can come through? We would like people to do that. It's definitely a plus from our point of view if they do notify us that the alternative contact person will be checking on the unit which is on our online booking system so we do have all of that information at hand. Also the fact that you're the only one that has keys so if somebody enters the property and tries to open your door. And you've installed the Store Pro Sentinel on the door, and they try to open it illegally, you would notify whoever you've chosen immediately on your app. It'll notify them that there's something wrong on your door.
0: Now, for instance, say if I have a unit and I pass away, and you have not been advised that I'm no longer with us, therefore the payments are no longer coming through to the storage unit. Would you give the people who are within the immediate family the right to be able to pay up on that and be able to take the stuff out of the unit, or
1: would it just go straight to auction? In the event of a deceased estate, we would have already contacted the people after the first payment was missed, because there would be an alternative contact details for that person. We would then be notified of the deceased estate. They would supply us with the death certificates, required documentation, We normally don't charge the people for the month of the deceased estate. After that, should it go into probate, then we do ask that the people dealing with the estate pay the monthly fee until such time as the estate has been handed over or dealt with. Then the goods will be either removed or somebody else would take over the lease on that storage unit. Do you have a lot of people storing their cars? We do have a few people storing cars with us. The tendency is growing, I'm very glad to say, with people like myself who have multiple toys, who like to have a sport car and a motorbike, and you can't keep it in a small complex because you only get two parking bays. So yes, we do have more and more people parking their motorbikes and vehicles, speedboats, multiple of our sites and It is a growing tendency and I'm glad to see that people are being sensible and not going and buying a new bigger house just to accommodate one car or one boat that they might only have for five or ten years. So it's a very sensible solution to store it with us at affordable rates.
0: Do you have the thing with people who have multiple motorbikes keeping their motorbikes in the unit and then using it as a workshop?
1: Yes, we do. I'm guilty. (laughs) 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 Uh, I, I am one of those. This is partly how I got involved with self-storage, was having too much uh, for work. Lately, it's become too much for other things, but I now store my motorbikes when I'm not using them. I do store them in the, in the storage unit, and when I have project bikes that I'm building, because there's no flammables, et cetera, in the bike, I then use it as my little workshop. And we have quite a few people that actually do fly tying, et cetera, that use it as their quiet place, I've even had a lady who used a unit as a reading room. She used to come and read her books. She had over 6,000 books stored with us. She used to come and read books four or five hours a day, four or five times a week.
0: Well, if you thought that self-storage was just about self-storage, it's also got other benefits too. Thank you very much, Anthony. And of course, if you'd like to know more about the ins and outs of storage, you can listen to our other episodes. You've been listening to another episode from the Solid Gold Podcast Studios.